You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road. Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. I hope you are ready for an awesome show, you guys. I am so excited about everything we have in store for you this evening. To begin, I have a wonderful guest here with me, and kind of as an introduction, one of the dedications in her fantastic book reads this. You can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. (laughs) What a perfect way to start this show. Life is filled with waves for each of us. And those waves can be things like challenges, obstacles, tough situations, difficult emotions. And if we just let those things keep rolling in and rolling over us like a tsunami, it can just be quite overwhelming and devastating. But... If we learn to surf life's waves, it can all become the most joy-filled, amazing experience. So tonight's show is going to help teach us all how to surf life's waves so we can then teach our kids how to surf life's waves. And the key to surfing in life is mindfulness. And that mindfulness is what we're going to focus on here tonight. It's such a key to life, especially in our fast-paced, technology-infused world. Mindfulness is learning to really pay attention to what's happening in the right here and right now. And when we're mindful, we can see the positive changes in our lives. When we're mindful, we can pay better attention. We can remember things better. We can control our behavior. We can experience life to the fullest. We can rise to a whole new level of confidence and success in our lives, defining what success really means to our heart, not what it necessarily means to the world. And we can better act with kindness and compassion towards others, even when the world around us seems to be going crazy. (laughs) And we can help our kids live this way and mindfulness too. The way I see it, mindfulness is one of the like the top 10 significant things in life so tonight's show is just going to be so special so welcome to each and every one of you listening as always i'm just beyond ecstatic that you're here with me i just feel like tonight's program here is going to be a remarkable and important blessing for all of us and you guys if you want to share the joy please just take a sec And text a friend to let them know to tune in. And while we're kind of all getting settling in for this amazing mindfulness journey tonight, I'd like to kick off tonight's giving fun for you all with this evening's first On the Right Road giveaway. And as usual, of course, we'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow afternoon. So make sure to check for that exciting post. There are always so many recipients that we typically have like up to 100 or even more sometimes for each show. And we'll get all the gifts from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipient teachers at their schools the week of April 29th. So here's tonight's first giveaway. Oh, and you guys, I I, I put a note here to make sure to mention this. 
because Facebook has been a bit glitchy lately in terms of posting our giveaway posts when we try to manually post them during our live broadcasts, what we did tonight was we actually pre-scheduled the Facebook giveaways that will be a part of tonight's live show. So the giveaways may each pop up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right as I talk about them or possibly a minute or two before or after I'm sharing the info. Okay, I hope that makes sense. You know, we've got them each set to be posted at an exact time. And while I always stick pretty closely to a show's plan, I may be a minute or two ahead or behind the exact time when each of them posts. So just make sure, as always, you listen here, listen to me for all the entry details, including tonight's code word that I'll share here on the air for each giveaway. Okay, so listen here before you enter or your entry may not be complete. And that would just be a bummer. I don't want any of you to miss out on on, on everything that we have because you missed hearing exactly how to enter. Okay, so I hope that makes sense, you guys. So for this first giveaway, I'm so excited. It's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now, of course. And here's tonight's code word, you guys. Especially for those of you who are new, here's how it works. As each giveaway, as I explain one, each one, it's going to pop up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. And like I said, tonight, they're going to pop up at an, at an exact time. The easy entry details are going to be right there in the giveaway post, but there's also a code word, which tonight is the word mindful. Okay, so follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post on Facebook, but also as part of your entry comment, just type in that code word mindful tonight in each one that you enter, because that lets us know that we know that you're listening. Okay, we know that you're here on the road, right road with us. Okay, so this first giveaway, sorry for the long intro on it, you guys, but I wanted to make sure that you all understand. So this first giveaway has to do with tonight's show and The last On the Right Road show, too, one of the really cool Right Road challenges from the last show was to make a success journal for each of your students. And that relates so perfectly with being mindful and recognizing and celebrating and being grateful for the specialness in the here and now. So tying the two together, you guys, I have eight class packs of the coolest journals I've ever seen. I'm calling them success slash mindfulness journals. They're so colorful. You'll see in the giveaway picture. And the cover of each of them subtly says, everything's going to be all right. I saw these and I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to have them for tonight. So I got tons of them. So there will be eight teacher recipients and each will receive up to 36 journals, depending on how many students you have in your class. Okay. So to enter... You can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page. Right now as you're listening, just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember, like I mentioned, to type in tonight's code word mindful as part of your entry comment. And for this giveaway, also make sure to include the number of students in your class up to a max of 36. I know some of you guys are middle school and high school teachers, and you might even have up to 150 or more students, but I'm, I'm, we're offering up to 36 journals for this particular giveaway for each recipient, okay? So the post, what's going to happen is it's going to post exactly at 509 Pacific, 809 Eastern. So if you don't see it right this second, just refresh our Right Road Kids Facebook page right at 509 
9, which is a minute from now, and it'll pop up right there for you, okay? This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the eight recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Special thanks to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams, and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this giveaway possible. And of course, you guys know this is the just the first of the many, many, many giveaways I'll have throughout the show for you tonight. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready. And just a quick note, you guys, that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, April 14th. Tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. Okay, so now I get to introduce you all to my wonderful guest. Her name is J. Robin Albertson-Wren. Robin has been an elementary school teacher for more than 20 years. She's a mother, a classroom teacher, a workshop leader, a public speaker, an author, and a certified mindfulness instructor. Her passion is teaching mindfulness techniques to executives, educators, parents, and of course, youth and children. And when I began to research this important topic of mindfulness, I saw Robin's joyful, smiling picture with a piece about her book online. And that's all it took, you guys. I asked Marcy to book her as a guest on the show, literally on the spot. And then I read her incredible book, Mindfulness for Kids. And I got to really know her heart for this whole topic. And I honestly feel like we've hit the jackpot here, you guys, tonight. I'm thrilled to introduce you all to Robin Albertson-Wren. Welcome to On the Right Road, Robin. Thank you. It is such a pleasure to be on with you. Oh, and this we were talking before the show, and I just, the second you got on the air, I'm like, you have the, just this amazing countenance and spirit about you, so I thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. <laughs> My pleasure. So let, I, I, I've got so many questions to ask you, Robin, so let's start at the beginning with this wonderful topic, okay? The term mindfulness has just been popping up more and more over recent years. First, let's start with how would you define mindfulness? So I like to use the definition that comes from John Kabat-Zinn, and he's sort of known as the father or grandfather of modern-day mindfulness here in the United States. What he says is that mindfulness is paying attention to what is happening right now in the present moment without judgment. So you can be mindful of things you see or things you hear can be mindful of taste. I don't know if you've ever eaten something really great and you close your eyes and you just zoom in on the taste. That's a mindful moment. Yes. Um, You can be mindful of smells. You can be mindful of touch, you know, like pain sensations or comfort or discomfort or textures. And you can also be mindful um, internally, like noticing what's coming up um, with your emotions. The trickiest part of this definition is doing all that noticing, all that awareness without judgment. So what I ask people that I work with, and we can ask all our listeners tonight to do, is to just see what comes up for you and just notice without judgment. So you might be at some point thinking, oh, I'm so relaxed, or I'm sort of twitchy, or I'm thirsty, or it's raining outside, but it's neither good nor bad. It's just rain, or twitchiness, or thirst. Well, and I think so often we just zoom through life. This is why this is so important. In our busyness, in our technology-infused world, we miss so much of those simple joys and pleasures and, and sometimes even anger or pain. It's very important, I think, for us to experience those things, like you said, without judgment, because it helps center 
who we are, where we are at the moment, and where our life is going. And if we don't, if we're not mindful of all those little nuances in our life, we can miss three quarters of our life just because we're not paying attention. So, oh my, that was the perfect definition. So now, why, Robin, is this whole topic of mindfulness and teaching it to others so important to you? And I guess I should couple that with why is it so important in all of our lives? So I have found that it helps me stay centered as a mother, as a spouse, as an educator. It offers me and the people around me tools for life. So we are all dealing with stresses and some amount of suffering in our life, right? And mindfulness practice helps alleviate suffering. So um, it's important for everybody's lives. It was helpful in my family when my daughter was applying to college and we're all sort of whirling around crazed and we just needed some time that we could set aside 10 minutes a day to just be together and not be focused on the list of chores, not be checking things off of a to-do list, um, not judging one another and and the things that we had done or hadn't done or followed through on, Um, just able to be in the moment together. Well, and it seems like this whole... Mindfulness has become so more so much more significant in recent years. I mean, does that have to do with? Do you know what I mean? It, it the word just came, seems to pop up more and more. And is that because of things like technology and our overall busyness? I mean, I've been watching the Little House on the Prairie episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it, it was a different word. I mean, I know that was a long, long, long time ago when it was based on, but there was just such simple pleasure and simple joy that I think is missing so much. But is that the reason why it's it's popping up more and more in our vocabulary lately? I think I think it is tied to that because I was thinking about my grandfather who was always very hands-on, you know, and we teach little kids to be hands-on and do um, experiments and things like that. And then the older we get, the less you know, the more detached we get from what we're actually doing, and it's all virtual or we're thinking about it and not actually doing it. Um, right. And so we're like human doings instead of human beings. And I think what we've realized, and research over the past 30 years has grown a great deal um, to to show how we need to get, we need to help program our brains back to be connected to what we're actually experiencing in our lives and not just um, whirling around on our in our technology and in our in our thinking, um, not caught up just in all of our thoughts, um, because I'm thinking also about John Kabat-Zinn's work. You're the fellow that I use the definition. Yes, of. yes. He started his research in um, the 1970s with adults who were dealing with chronic pain, and he was like, "How do we help these people um, who are going to be in pain for the rest of their lives?" Um, and so he started doing something called mindfulness-based stress reduction. And then that began to build. And, you know, Google uses mindfulness-based stress reduction with all of their employees. Athletic teams, professional football teams use it as part of their training, their mental training, yes. um, to help us be able to, to deal with everything that's going on in our lives. And recently, there's been more and more studies with teenagers, and in the past um, seven years or so, there's been more for children. So that's why we're hearing more about it. It's not just these adults with chronic pain. It's how do we help kids before they're stressed out proactively. Right. 
Well, and and it's so interesting, but this is kind of a little bit of a tangent here, but since I mentioned that Little House on the Prairie, I think that is a way for, as families, to help get back to mindfulness. And what's really important is to watch an episode together once a week or something. It is so, it's timeless. It, I cry. I mean, here I am, a grown woman. It was one of my favorite TV shows <laughs> growing up. But I watch it. I feel what they're feeling. And I'm like, oh, my, there's so much simplicity to life and beauty to life and, and connecting, really connecting with each other and being mindful of like, like we've been talking about tonight. So that's just a side note. But I think that is a wonderful way to help families with mindfulness. Anyway, oh, my gosh, I've got so much to ask you here, Robin. So now. <laughs> Before we dive into some more of the, you know, the wonderful specific information and techniques you share in your book, what caught my attention right away in reading it, and again, the book is called Mindfulness for Kids, what caught my attention was right away off the bat, you shared, and I'm going to quote a couple things here. First of all, quote, as we train our bodies for, like you just said, for any athletic endeavor, we can also build the muscle in our brains enabling us to strengthen and develop the decision-making part of our minds. And then you go on in the book to say, quote, you can be mindful. You can recognize what's going on inside of you. When you are aware of what your body is doing, you can take steps to fix it and feel better. When you realize what's going on around you in your environment and inside of you with your emotions, you can choose which behavior you want to use. And when you make your own decisions, you're likely to feel happier and to make better choices choices. Bingo. This <laughs> resonates in so many ways for parents and teachers. I feel like we're just going to provide a treasure trove of helpful information for parents and educators here. So mm-hmm. first of all, there's and we talked a little bit about this when we were chatting before the show. There's a science behind mindfulness, right? It's not just the feel-good stuff. It really has to do with our brains and how everything inside of us interconnects, correct? Yes, yes. I love, um, I love the neuroscience connected to mindfulness. In fact, I, the second mindfulness conference I ever attended was, the, was called Brain Science Behind Mindfulness, and that's when I really got hooked because it's not just that you can feel better, but it's like, why? Why is this working? Why, right. why is my breath um, work helping my mind to feel calmer? <laughs> so, yeah. And one thing that maybe we can share with listeners, too, is the structure of the book is... 15 short stories where kids find themselves in these situations, and my co-author, Carol P. Roman, wrote the stories, and then um, I wrote mindfulness activities that follow each story. So, for example, there are these two kids that are jumping on their parents' bed, and they break their parents' mirror by accident, and they're frozen in fear. And then there's there's five different children that give advice, and this one child pops up and says, "These these are my advice for dealing with guilt and overwhelm. But, um, but like you said, there's this whole section about the brain, and so there's this child in the book named Colby who has a section on how mindfulness helps your brain. Well, and and I love this because the way, and I'm going to give a short, uh, you know, summary here, but what I'm understanding, and this is important for teachers and parents to realize, for all of us to realize, there are three main parts of the brain, and one of them has to do with memories one of them has to do with emotional control, and and one of them has to do with thinking and planning and all that complex preparing, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what mindfulness does 
is it from what I'm understanding? Is it help? It's not the the new agey. It's not just the new agey term, right? It actually physically helps shut up. You know, when when we're going crazy, when we're feeling all these things and acting out, and if a child's acting out, it's that part of the brain. And I I don't even know how to pronounce it here. Amyg- amygdala. Oh, the amyg- that, that's amygdala. Amygdala. It's going mm-hmm. berserk. So being able to get into the hippocampus and the prefrontal cortex, and pardon me if I'm saying these wrong, mm-hmm. but those things help get our emotions in check. So there's actually something science in the brain going on here. And and if we realize that as parents and as teachers, as educators, it it's not just that Johnny's acting out. It's that something really, he's he's. His the dots aren't connecting the same way. That emotional part is too turned on at that moment, and understanding that it's like, oh my gosh, now we can figure out what to do, right? right. I mean, and for I, and for the, Johnny, as your example, you know, for him to realize, oh, this is what's happening. My amygdala is totally fi- I'm, I'm firing up right now, and that's right. where you know my angry, frustrated, jealous feelings are all. And if I can. Um, tap back into my breathing, if I can um, re-engage then my prefrontal cortex, which is where my thinking is, my amygdala will calm down and I'll be able to access that planning part of my brain, right? Oh my but the gosh. base stem is the amygdala where we all um, handle our emotions as our fight, flight, or freeze response. And if we can, mindfulness practice helps us be able to sort of um, settle that down and re-engage the thinking part of our brain and the memory part of our brain. And then if you remember what you've done, that next time it happens faster. And so you're building right. those muscles in your brain just like you would build your muscles in, you know, your legs at a soccer practice. Exactly. And this is so important to know for kids who um, act up in class. When you understand it that way, you don't have to take it personally as the educator or as the parent. It's just everybody's wired differently. And maybe that that child's brain, the, the emotional part is more on fire than it might be for the child sitting right next to them. And understanding that it's not one child is good or bad. Like you said, you're just noticing without judgment. And when you when you can do that, you can help to fix the problem and you can help the child to fix the problem. Oh my gosh, Absolutely. this is yes, like light bulbs are feel- going off. <laughs> Absolutely, and have the child feel empowered to, to figure it out themselves too and not just be like, ah, I'm out of control. You know, right. you can do something about that. So let's start with a couple of these mindfulness techniques. And there are so many in the book. We're just going to touch the surface tonight. But I really want to hear your perspective on some of these. So let's start with mindfulness as it relates to things like anger, frustration, and resentment. Okay, so you share some wonderful methods in your book, including, oh my gosh, I love this one, the trading places method. Could you briefly share how that technique works? Oh, yes. Can, um, let's see. So trading places is when you are um, wanting to sort of get a different perspective on something. Yes. So if you are upset or jealous or frustrated at something that somebody else is doing, if you can feel grounded in your own self, so sometimes the examples say, because there's two for each one, one might say, feel your feet on the ground. You know, notice if your hands are clenched (laughs) or notice, um, you know, if your face is getting red or all that. Notice what's happening to you physically. And then um, another idea is to be able to engage your thinking part of your brain to get out of that emotional part that you're all caught up in and to think, okay, um, if I were to trade places with this person, what would be going on in their heads right now? 
are they thinking, oh, the reason why you're not doing your chores and you're stomping around is because um, you're angry at me. And really, it's just because I want to go out to play, right? So right. taking a different perspective shift, which is an amazing thing to be able to teach really little kids because um, if you can learn that at a younger age, then as a, as a teenager, it makes things a lot smoother. As an adult, you know, you have, you have those tools now for your life. It's like learning how to walk in somebody else's shoes in your mind, just taking a second to stop and say, okay, what are they feeling? And I think what part of what that does is like we were talking about the brain science, it calms that emotional part down and helps you get into the other parts of your brain where you can make the good choices. Oh my gosh, this is, and and, and again, that's just one example. Mm -hmm. There's so many here that I want to talk about. So here, related to this, what we're just talking about, about that anger and frustration, this is a big question. What can teachers and parents do specifically to help support a child who really has an anger issue, you know, beyond the norm, who really can disrupt a class on a regular basis? And it, it can be frightening for all. I was in a class one time, uh, you know, I teach right road lessons, self-esteem and character lessons. I go in and do a whole right road program. And in this one class, the teacher was crying when I walked in. I hadn't even started setting up or anything. And she just ran over to me and said, Paula, I need your help. The boy was throwing desks. So, you know, and the thing is, whereas 20, 30, 40 years ago, there may have been one child per year in a school who functioned with this extreme anger. And now it just seems for, for so many reasons, and that's a whole other show, but there's there can be many, many, many kids functioning this way in a school. What do you feel, Robin, is an effective mindfulness technique parents and teachers can use to help kids on this far end of this anger or frustration spectrum where it affects the whole environment? Yeah. Well, certainly mindfulness techniques do not take the place of needed therapy if that's what a child needs due to to trauma in their life. But these mindfulness techniques can help build awareness, um, develop resiliency, and deepen compassion. So with practice, so, I mean, ideally you would have um, practices that you could do in your classroom or at home twice a week for 10 minutes. You just have the whole class circle up after recess and you focus on breathing, or you focus on feeling your feet on the floor, your hands in your lap, um, listening to a bell, just tuning into something else that's not the thoughts whirling around in their head, the things that are making them anxious, that make them angry, and then make them act out. Um, It's interesting because anger is usually the second emotion, but we get to it really quickly when we are angry, right? So um, you... So one thing to do is to realize also as an educator or as a parent, okay, what brought on that anger? Was it embarrassment? This child is so embarrassed that they don't know the answer that they're going to be enraged so that they're going to do something else so that the, the... the focus is now off them and it's on the chair and the violence, right? It's not on how they couldn't right. answer the question. Um, right. So, and I think slowly, slowly working with the kids, you know, because like we said, it's developing muscles. So it's not, there's not like a one quick fix activity that you can do. But if you keep practicing these, there, we are building these little spaces between reaction and response. Reaction is what you do without thinking about it. Response is that little tiny pause in there where you're like, oh, this is what I want to do instead. This is what I want to say instead. Um, so helping those kids to choose their response and develop those feelings of self-control and empowerment. Um, another thing, though, the best scenario is, I think, is to have the parent or the teacher be able to present 
um, one-on-one with a child to meet, to be present with them one-on-one and, um, and work on something and talk through something without the rest of the class there. I know that's difficult for a lot of people, but, um, you know, to give them that message, you are the only one that's in control of you and I know you can do this and here are some techniques and we're just going to keep practicing and I love you unconditionally. We're going to work on this. Well, and that's what I love about your book because there's so many techniques in here and we're just, like I said, we're just going to scratch the surface of this. This is a book that I think all parents and educators should have. Again, it's called Mindfulness for Kids and I'm not just saying that. You, you guys know when I when I endorse something here, I've read the entire thing cover to cover. I believe in it a thousand percent. And and Robin, before we dive into more specifics, I have sort of a general question because oh. I, I know that you wrote the book geared for mindfulness techniques specifically for kids about ages 6 to 10. But honestly, like I said, after reading it cover to cover, I feel it can be adapted and applied to all ages, even adults. And I've, I've actually been using some of the techniques to help center myself over the last couple of weeks since I read it as I've become, you know, just beyond busy in my life. And they're wonderful. They're so helpful. It's, it's really unbelievable. So my question is, the techniques you share in your book really can be adapted for easily for older kids, teens, and adults, correct? Yes. In fact, Mindfulness for Kids was a bestseller in adolescent psychology for several months, which was delightful for us because it does say on the cover for kids ages 6 to 10. But um, I also know that the middle school teachers in my school have been using sections from it to start their classes. So these are all preteen kids, um, but they're certainly older than 10. So um, techniques can be the same. The way that you share the information, the way I share the information can change. So it's just, right. it's written so that, you know, an eight-year-old can read it themselves if they want, or um, it can be easily understood. But the, the brain science, all of that is the same. We just use different vocabulary or explain it with different terms for older, older people. But I do the yes. same activities with my um, students that I teach at University of Virginia. Awesome. Well, and I can't wait to talk to you so about, you know, I have so many more questions for you. But first, I have another awesome related giveaway for you teachers. And guess what? This one's in your honor, Robin. Woohoo! <laughs> so, of course, you guys, this, this giveaway number two for tonight is open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. And like I said, I just cannot say enough about Robin's book. And I think I checked about two days, two or three days ago, and I think it's on sale right now on Amazon for under $11. And like I said, I think every teacher and every parent in the country should have this. It's it's not only a great read, but it's also an amazing reference for real help in any situation. So tonight, right here, right now, I have six copies of the actual book and four $15 Amazon gift cards so four more of you can buy one. So there will be 10 educator recipients and each of the 10 will receive either a Mindfulness for Kids book or an Amazon gift card to buy one. So to enter, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember, you guys, to include tonight's code word MINDFUL as part of your entry comment. Even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway, you've got to type that in as part of your entry, okay? That lets us know that you're listening. And this post, it should be up now because it was, oh, Marcy just gave me the thumbs up. It was posted at exactly 531, so it's Pacific, 831 Eastern, so it should be right up there for you. Um, 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 It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 10 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. And great big thanks to Robin Albertson-Ren herself, to Robin's media company, Callisto Media, and to the SoCal 
DCH Honda, Toyota, Lexus, Ford, and Audi car dealerships and their support companies for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. So now, Robin, oh my gosh, let's talk more about your fantastic mindfulness techniques, okay? I'd like to look at the emotions of fear and guilt and just kind of feeling overwhelmed. And in your your book, you share two techniques, and, and I think you touched upon this earlier, but I want to make sure everybody understands. There's a technique you share called freeze frame. What is that technique, and how can it be used to calm fear and the feeling of being overwhelmed? Okay, so um, this, yeah, this does connect to um, the story that I was sharing about the children who broke their parents' mirror, and so right. the two suggestions after that that story are one is where you freeze, freeze frame, and another one is called muscle movement because I recognize that kids need different things. And maybe at one point with guilt and overwhelm, you want to, you freeze and that you want to be totally still. Um, And other times you just need to run around like crazy. So the freeze frame is where you, you're sort of doing what's called a mental body scan to get your negative thoughts um, back in line. So you would notice your feet on the floor, the position of your arms and hands, paying attention to your shoulders and your jaw, just noticing how tight everything is. And then you loosen your muscles. You wiggle your body. You shake your hands. You open your mouth as if you're going to yawn, and you shrug your shoulders. Once you loosen up a bit, then you can reaccess that um, prefrontal cortex and make a plan to fix the mistake or whatever has happened. Yes. And then you said that other, other kids need to move. So what's the muscle movement technique? Right, so I was thinking about my own son. You know, like when something would go wrong, he just wanted to take off. So, yes. um, you know, this this suggestion, um, the, the kid who's giving the suggestion says, have you ever felt like you're going to burst and your body just has to move? When I'm ex- upset or excited, I try to pay attention to what my muscles need. I like to go outside and run around in giant circles, stretching my legs and pumping my arms and taking in big gulps of air and breathing out in quick little bursts. As my body gets tired, I make my running circles smaller and my exhales longer. By the time I stop, my exhales are lasting longer than my inhales, and I can feel my mind and my body settling. And the brain Um, science behind that is if your exhale lasts longer than your inhale in any situation, what you're doing is you're literally slowing your own heart rate, which sends a chemical message to your brain telling you you're relaxed. So you can control um, the chemical messages going to your brain with your own breathing. Well, and I love how you cover so many bases here, like you you cover it where kid, the kids who need to sit still when they're upset and the kids who need to run around when they're upset. And again, as, as adults, as parents and educators, seeing the, and understanding the difference, we're not putting a kid in a box and actually kind of making it worse. If that kid can't sit and they need to move when they're upset, it just, it helps us teach and educate our kids so much better. This is just brilliant. Oh, my gosh. So, Mm -hmm. now when other people make you mad, you talk about ways to kind of reset your body and mind, and like you were talking about just now, but I noticed there was kind of a breathing theme through those kind of techniques. How and why, in general, are breathing techniques so important in mindfulness in general? Great question. So, mindfulness, we said, is paying attention on purpose to what's happening right now. And breathing is just that, right? It's always happening. It's free and available to us all the time. So if you want a mindful moment, you check in with your own breath. Check in with your breathing. 
right there. That's that's so simple. <laughs> that's so simple. Oh my god! In our in our crazy busy world, something as simple as that can make all the difference. Oh my gosh, Bril- brilliant! I'm going to be saying that for the rest of the show. Okay, <laughs> so so in general, Robin, and you've touched upon this a little, but I I want to I want to make sure that we all understand. What's the best way for a teacher to teach any of these techniques to their students? Is it best, you know, with the one-on-one where there's a problem when you when you call in the parent and just have, you know, one-on-one with the child, the parent, the teacher? I guess that's three-on-one, right? Or, or as a whole class, like have a five-minute mindfulness session each week or each day. It, it, does, right. it work, does it work all the way around? What's the best? So research shows, um, there was this wonderful research um, study that was done in 2011 and 2012 by Mindful Schools, which is where I got my training. They're um, located in California, and they train people from all over the world. And they did this study with, um, let's see, it was over 800 students and 47 teachers in three schools, kindergarten through fifth grade. What they did is they went in for 10 minutes twice a week and offered mindfulness techniques to kids, and they, they noticed an um, immense change in the way that kids were able to increase their attention, um, greater calmness and self-control, improved self-care and participation, and um, more care and respect for others. And the side effects were that they felt the kids said, people are, is nicer to me, and I'm happier oh. all the time. So the side effect was happiness, just doing 10 minutes twice a week. So well, and when does that happen where do? a side effect is happiness? <laughs> oh, my, so, oh, my gosh. Um, you know, one of the things that I strongly believe is that one of the most important things is to, for the teacher, the parent, educator to develop their own practice, right? Okay. So and I'll explain what I mean by that. So imagine you take a CPR course because you have to, because you have to be trained in case right. um, anybody goes into cardiac arrest. And you take the CPR class, and now you are trained to save somebody's life in a in a um, emergency situation, but you are not trained to then go teach everybody else CPR. So right. it's sort of a similar thing with mindfulness. If you have your own practice, your own training, then you can teach it to other people. You don't just share little snippets of it. So ideally, the best thing would be for um, people to start their own practice, to be like, every day for 10 minutes, I'm going to sit and just focus on my breathing. There's plenty of free things online. You could take a mindful, mindful schools class um, and just start your own, um, your own centering techniques, and then you bring that to the classroom. But that being said, it never hurts to incorporate some sort of peaceful pause throughout your day. You know, if you come in, or kids come in from recess and you just want to ring a bell or a chime or just listen to sounds, um, you know, and then just the child will raise their hand when the sound stops for them. It's literally <sighs> 35 seconds and everybody's heart rate gets slowed. Everybody's focusing in on one thing. You're forgetting about all the excitement or trauma from the playground. And then you're able to study fractions or go into math or whatever's next. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it seems everybody's like, oh, how am I going to find another one minute or five minutes because I've got so much to jam into the day and to teach. But like you said, taking that tiny little amount of time, and, and I, I say this quite often with different things, it in, it increases the productivity of the classroom exponentially. Uh, I love this. So yes. now and this it's so interesting because as an educator, I totally respect that and know you know like I can't put another thing in my plan book. Right. But if you literally just have everybody come in and you all notice how you're feeling, right? What is your emotion? Can you just name it? You zip around the circle. Everybody names it. And you're done, right? Or can you just stand there outside and feel the sun on your face? Can you feel the breeze coming in the window? And then you're done. 
you know, just well, taking and, that little moment, then you can plunge ahead yes. to the academics. And this actually, I jotted a note here. This this relates to something that really hit home for me. It's kind of related. My son has always been pretty good with, you know, getting the shots for his annual checkup. Mm-hmm. But And I, I think he'd be, I don't think I'm overstepping by sharing this with the world because he would say, yes, this is how I am. I mean, one year when he was really little, there was one of those doozies of a shot. And I understand they've actually stopped giving this particular shot to kids because it was so traumatic. They've since, I guess, broken it up into more than one. But ever since my son got that doozy of a shot, my strapping, brave, you know, now 14-year son has near panic attacks at the thought of a shot. It's it's crazy. He's so calm in everything else in his life. And I really like your tune-in technique. And I've actually tried this this past week. It's like where you just sit for a moment and you focus like you said focus on the chime but I focused on a a sound far away like you share in your book Mm -hmm. like a train a train or a a bird and I listen for that sound until it completely disappears and then I listen for another sound I just sat out on my front porch and listened to all these nature sounds and I'm telling you within five minutes my life was different it was calmer and this is a, a brilliant technique. Um, have you found this particular one to be successful? Yes, and it's just, it's always, you know, that's another thing that's always available to you is sound. Yes, <laughs> Whether, you yes. know, it's just the sound of your own breathing or it's, um, you know, a sound in the distance. Um, and if you, this time of year um, where I live, there are just so many bird sounds all the time. So if you yes. go outside and ask, you know, just to, to see how many different sounds you can hear, or count five, and then you're done. <laughs> you know, like give give an end point to it, and then just notice how you feel in your in your heart, in your mind after that, in your muscles. Mm-hmm. And these are all things. These these simple techniques are things that we as parents and teachers can do. They're not. You don't need money. You don't need. You know, they're just simple things. But it can completely change the whole feeling in the classroom, the trajectory of of what you're going to accomplish that day, just from these little things. So now here's another important situation, Robin. When a child is bullied, I, it's just such a huge issue in today's world. And you share a wonderful technique called so many parts that can really help kids feel better and good about themselves when they're be- even when they're being bullied. Can you quickly share what that technique is? Right. So one of the things about mindfulness um, that I love is that it, the idea is that you realize that you are not just your emotions. So when you're feeling sad um, or discouraged or you, self, self-loathing, you know, if you're, yeah. you're being yes. um, attacked by somebody else in certain ways, um, you are not just hatred or self-loathing or sadness. You are many things. That's why it's called, you know, many parts. So right. um, you are also a fast runner. You are also really good at math. You are also an artist. You're also a singer. Um, you also make people laugh. You also appreciate jokes. You also can read or whatever it is. Um, right. So it's a, it's a little technique. And all of these techniques are just really short little techniques, and you can expand upon them. But the idea is that these are just little quick things in the moment. So, you know, if a child came home and was like, the worst thing happened, and you're like, okay, that, what, that was a terrible moment right then, but that is not your whole day, nor is it your whole life. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, and I think this could help so much. I mean, 
you know, it's so hard to even say out loud, but the suicide rates, you know, kids are just really hurting. And I think this technique, whether you're taking a mental inventory, help kids learn to take a quick mental inventory about all their amazing parts or learn to write them down, you know, so they can so they can actually see them. Oh, my gosh, I love this. So, again, Robin, I know we've just scratched the surface here. There are so many amazing topics and nuances you address and tools you share in your book. I want to make sure everybody knows how can they get in touch with you to purchase your book and regarding all that you have to offer regarding this whole topic of mindfulness. I want to know how they can get in touch with you. So my personal website is called Mind Awake. So it's, um, shall I just give it right now over the air? Yes, please do. Okay, it's mind, M-I-N-D hyphen awake, A-W-A-K-E dot Weebly dot com. And And on there, there's links to getting my book or people can contact me directly. If they want a signed copy, I can mail them to you. Um, I also have done an online mindfulness for kids program through something called LearnSys, which stands for Learning Systems. And if anybody wanted that, that's www.learnsys.com. And LearnSys is um, L-E-R-N. There's no A in learn because it's electronic learning. Okay. <laughs> so L-E-R-N-S-Y-S dot com. And if you go to second, third, or fourth grade section, Mindfulness for Kids is there. If anybody wants like a visual, um, you know, it's like an online thing that kids can access. And there's journal pages and things that can be printed off as well. Wonderful. And again, the, the, I th- the if you just Google Mindfulness for Kids, the book by mm-hmm. uh, J. Ro- your first initial is J. Robin Albertson Wren. It comes right up on Amazon. And like I said, I checked a couple of days ago, and it's like eleven bucks. It's on sale. Best a few dollars ever spent. It, it will be life changing for your classroom teachers, principals. Oh my parents. I, I just, I can't say enough about this. And, and Robin's not paying me to say this. This is how I feel. I just, oh my gosh, I can't say enough about it. So Robin, we just have a, a minute here. I've, I want to make sure to get to all the other awesome surprises for the teachers here. But is there a, any final message that you'd like to share with all of our amazing Right Road friends listening here with us? Yes, I would like to say that self-care is super important, right? As caregivers, we often save our own self-care for last. So remember that we can care best for other people when we are well-nourished ourselves. I'm going to share a favorite quote with you in closing. The quote is, you can't pour from an empty cup. So fill yourselves up and take care of you so you can take care of others. Well, and this whole topic of mindfulness is is a key way to do this. So thank you so much, Robin. I have loved every single second of our time together this evening. I, I, I unequivocally think that you are a godsend to the world, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You are giving the world a gift with your book and everything, just your techniques, your tips, your, uh, I hope that everybody will go get the book and check out your website and, and just really use it as a tool and a support system for this whole topic of mindfulness. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paula. Oh, you're welcome. And, and as I always want to make sure to have time to do, I, I want to thank our amazing sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nair, SeatSack, the SoCal DCH, Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships and their support companies, Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and of course, Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. And you guys, a, a big important reminder to mark your 
calendars for Sunday, May 5th. That's our next live on the Right Road show date. And it's going to be our huge, always anticipated annual teacher appreciation on the Right Road show. My guest is another amazing, amazing Right Road friend. And I've always start, I've already started planning the mountains of giveaways I'll have for that for you for that show, including one, you guys, where every teacher who has never received a Right Road gift before can receive one at the asking. Cool, huh? And I have a bonus giveaway tonight. This one is going to be one of my email giveaways, and I, I've shared this on Facebook earlier today. I have 10 $250 Nair school supply gift packs. Each one is going to be filled with at least $250 worth in terms of retail value, school supplies, and other classroom resources. Like I said, this is going to be one of our On the Right Road email giveaways. So here's all you need to do. Just email me at heypaula, that's H-E-Y Paula, at rightroadkids.org, jot near gift in the subject line, okay, and then include your school, city, and state, just as you would on a a Facebook entry, okay, and for this, also include the grade level and subjects you teach, so that when we're purchasing your wonderful school supply gift pack, we'll make sure that we get age and grade appropriate and subject appropriate things just for you and your class and your students, okay, so include that in the body of the email. Again, just email me at heypaula, H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A, at rightroadkids.org. That's the same email uh, the email address that my emails come from. So if you just want to reference one of those, you can easily find it. Again, jot near gift in the subject line and then include your school, city, and state and the grade level and subjects you teach. Okay, that's it. That's all you have to do. This will be open until 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 Eastern tonight. And again, that's for the 10 $250 Nair school supply gift packs. And we'll announce the 10 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Huge, gigantic thanks to Nair and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her amazing Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this giveaway possible. And you guys, you know what? I had so many of you tell me this past week that it was your birthday tonight and that you were going to be listening on your birthday. So here's a bonus for this email giveaway. If it's your birthday tonight, April 14th, 2019, just jot me a note in the email letting me know that it's your birthday tonight and I'll send you a $25 school supply gift pack. How does that sound? So happy birthday to all of you. Birthday, birthday, Right Road Teacher Friends listening tonight. And you guys, as I always like to do, I have... Um, I just have one big nugget tonight that I'd like to share from my heart that you can take into your week and the rest of the school year, and that is this. As my life has just been becoming fuller and fuller and busier and busier with the growth of Right Road and with my son in eighth grade, you know, heading to high school next year and needing to get him to all his bazillion of activities that are going on all the time, there almost doesn't seem to be a word for how busy I'm feeling lately. And I know we can all relate to this, right? So over the last few weeks, I've had to make a conscious, mindful decision to take even more time to be mindful because I was close to losing it, you guys. I just, I was feeling far too stressed and taking more time to be mindful may seem like a contradiction. You know, here I am taking more time for something in the midst of all the busyness, but the quiet, mindful time each day 
makes everything else that much more productive. And as I shared in my Right Road email yesterday, what I've really learned lately is that when life gets busier, our mindfulness needs to ramp up to match the busyness. Otherwise, it's far too easy to let life's waves, like I shared at the beginning of the show tonight, it's far too easy to let life's waves, life's challenges, which we all know are many, just overtake us. Our mindfulness is what helps us stay centered in who we are, not in all the craziness that can be going on around us. It's just way too easy to be swept up in the waves of the world. And when that happens, we may miss our life's destiny, our calling, our purpose. And for anyone to miss being all that they can be is just, it's a tragedy. I mean, it's like the specialness of that person can get lost in the noise, in the waves of life. And as I always share with kids, there's only one of each of us. There's only one you. That's how important your life is, how important each of our lives are, how important each of our kids' lives are. And the world is not going to slow down. Technology has things zooming ahead exponentially every day, it seems like. And if we don't learn mindfulness ourselves and teach it to our children, I just, I, I feel, this is hard to say, but I, I get this pang inside, like the unhappiness in the world could so easily take over and almost get to a point of no return. And we can't let that happen. Mindfulness is one of the keys. It's, it's one of the important keys to life. It, just, it brings clarity, it brings strength and peace and togetherness and compassion and giving and answers to our lives. So I just hope with all my heart that this hour this evening has been a mindful blessing in your life and that it's provided some really helpful insight into how to help the kids in your life find mindfulness too. I really, really, again, encourage you to purchase Robin Elberts and Wren's book, Mindfulness for Kids. Like I said, the few dollars it costs will be one of the best few dollars you've ever spent. And speaking of being mindful, you guys, I want to make sure to make time to share tonight's final number three Facebook giveaway on the Right Road giveaway this evening. And you guys, before I share it, just a quick reminder to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow afternoon for the long list of recipients from all of tonight's pre-show and live broadcast giveaways. And if you haven't already done so, you guys, please, please, please make sure to sign up as a Right Road teacher friend on our website at rightroadkids.org. It just, it makes things so much easier for us in terms of confirming your school address and reaching if you, if reaching out to you if we have any questions about, you know, your address, if you're a recipient. It can take us up to an hour to try to track down a school's mailing address and it, with, with just, the growth of Right Road, it just what I can't even tell you how, how much, and Marcy's nodding over here, how much we would appreciate if you would sign up. And then you'll get our Right Road emails and all that joyful Right Road information as well. So, um, and, and like I said, each show always has about 100 recipients. So please sign up. Okay, now here's giveaway number three, you guys. It's open to all educators, of course, in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. Relating to our whole mindfulness theme for this evening, I have, this is really kind of cool, I have two beautiful new yoga mats and five $20 Target gift cards, so five more of you can buy one, and you can use the yoga mat either for yourself because as Robin and I have been talking about this evening, mindfulness for us as adults is crucial to have as we work to be centered in our lives so that we can best teach it to our kids, 
Or you can use it as kind of a mindfulness station in your classroom if you want. Plus, I'm going to add five $200 school supply gift box drawings to this giving fun as well. So there will be 12 teacher recipients and each will receive one of the yoga mats or a $20 Target gift card to buy one or a $200 school supply gift box. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember, you guys, to include tonight night's code word type the code word mindful as part of your entry comment even if you included it in tonight's other giveaway entries okay remember we pre-scheduled our giveaway post tonight so this one will pop up on our right road kids facebook page oh i got the thumbs up from marcy it's there right now yay it'll be open until just after the end of the show till 7 p.m pacific 10 eastern tonight and we'll announce the 12 recipients on our right road kids facebook page tomorrow mountains of thanks to nair wonderful nair yay and and seat sack, wonderful seat sack, yay! <laughs> and to Lori Steenis and her Keller Williams real estate team. And of course, to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. And again, you guys, I just hope with all my heart that this hour has provided wonderful blessings for you, including some of that important time to kind of just breathe and be mindfully in the moment. And that everything, I pray that everything we shared here this evening will continue to be a wonderful blessing for you and your kids and your families and your students and your classrooms and your schools as well. So, oh my gosh, you guys, great big thanks to Robin Elbertson-Wren for being my extraordinary guest here this evening. Huge thanks to Marcy, of course, for providing the behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to my amazing engineer, Matt, this evening and the whole Voice America team. Thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. And you guys, in case you missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with family and friends, this episode, of course, will be available to listen to or download for free. And in case you missed the bonus giveaway info for the 10 $250 Nair School Supply gift packs, I'll actually post the link to this show on our Right Road Kids Facebook page within about a half hour after we wrap up here. So you can listen for that info again if you didn't have a pencil and paper at the time. And you guys, watch for the click and listen giveaway we'll have for this episode on our Right Road Kids Facebook page next weekend. Even if you're listening now, you can still click and listen and enter that awesome giveaway that we'll have next weekend, okay? Remember that our next On the Right Road show, our next live one will be here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Sunday, May 5th. And in between our live on the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and via our website at rightroadkids.org. Hey, you guys, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Wishing you and all the kids in your life beautiful days filled with just mindful moments to just breathe and be and take in the joy of life. I love you all. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right road.